Word with Greg Tejada, pastor of the Word Christian Center in Alexandria, Louisiana. I invite you to stay tuned as I share a powerful message from God's Word that will change your life. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And now, here's today's message. Look at John 14. Look at verse. Let's go back up to verse 21. He says, He that have my commandments and keepeth them. Sound like doing the word, right? He it is that what? Loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be what? Loved of my Father, and I will love him and will do what? Manifest myself to him. So Jesus said, If you keep my word, I'm going to reveal myself to you. In other words, you'll be seeing Jesus when nobody else can see him. Everybody, the way he at? What do he look like? Show him to me. No, you can't see him with natural eyes. People want to see in the flesh. No, your spiritual eyes get open. He begins to reveal himself, make himself known to you when you obey his word. And when he begins to make himself known to you, that means you start learning his ways. Right? If you hang out with me, you're going to know me, right? You're going to start learning about me. You'll start knowing how I do things. You'll start learning how I think, how I see things. You'll start learning my decision-making process. How does Pastor Greg make decisions? Well, you won't know that unless you've been hanging around me. You won't know what I like and dislike unless you've been with me. Somebody I never met before, I can't tell you nothing about them. But if I spend time with them, then I'm going to start learning some things about them, how they do things. And because this is Jesus talking here, he said, I'm going to love him and I'm going to reveal myself to the person that keeps my word. In fact, it is not the lip service. It is not the lip service, I love you, that counts. How many know everybody on Sunday morning says, oh, how I love Jesus. Oh. How I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. They mind a bit more on Jesus. They mind ain't nowhere on Jesus. They're thinking about fishing. They're thinking about hunting. They're thinking about the football game. It's, you know, the Saints, the Saints going to be on at 1 o'clock. Who pastor don't take us into the first quarter? I wanted to see the player introductions. What are you going to get out of that? Jesus said, he said, if you love me. Now, we're giving you Jesus' definition of love. He said, if you want to show your love for me, Obey me, that's how I know you love me, by your obedience. It ain't by that, oh, how I love Jesus. That don't tell him nothing. He going to look at how you live and how much desire you have to do what he wants you to do. And that's how he determines your love. Every time I tell the Lord, I'm going to say most of the time, when I say, Jesus, I love you, I check myself. Have I been doing the word? Have I been walking in obedience? And if I haven't been doing good, I say, Jesus, I ain't been loving on you much. 
help me. I got to get back. See, sometimes you lose your first love. See, this is what Jesus is talking about that church. They're doing all these good things. I mean, they had it going on. You read Revelation chapter 3. They had it going on. He said, but I got one thing against you. You left your first love. You're not on fire for me like you used to be. You're doing, you got the programs, you got everything. But you don't love me like you used to love me. You used to stay up and read your Bible. You used to get up and pray when I told you. Now you tell me to wait till in the morning. <laughs> Look at verse 23. Jesus answered and said to them, See, he won't know. He said, How are you going to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If a man love me, he said, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. In other words, he said, When you start walking in perfected love, Jesus said, Me and the father, we come live with you. We're coming to make our abode. We're coming to abide wherever you at. We're going to be with you wherever you at. If you show your love, you know, you know, we got that thing. Everybody show your love for something. I'm going to tell you, if you show your love for Jesus, he comes to stay. And when he's there, now he's going to be showing you what to do, how to do it. He, he'll be there when somebody shoot one of them fiery darts at you. He's there telling you how to handle that thing so that your love is perfected so that your love is complete, so there's nothing missing in your love walk. Hallelujah. How many of y'all see that? The first key is doing what? Obeying the word, keeping that word, having a desire to obey God. Everybody say obedience. obedience. Shout it out. Obedience. obedience. That's one of the keys. I just gave you a scripture that told you that's how you perfect the love walk. You got to obey the word. You got a desire to do the will of God. When you start obeying, there's some things kick in. I can't even tell you all the things that are going to happen, all the blessing that hit your life when you start walking in love. I'm going to tell you, there's an, over, there's an avalanche of blessing coming to hit your life. The Lord just have a problem getting somebody that will just stay in the love walk. How many of y'all got mad at somebody today? I see a few hands. Hmm? Anybody here cussing anybody out today? Good, good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad I ain't got to deal with that. We can move on now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Y'all doing all right? See you, got, see, you got some love working in you. How many of you had opportunity to cut somebody out today? Right, a few of them. A few, a few people. Yeah. Yeah. The truth is, when you start walking in love, you start picking your, the company better. Right? So you, you have less friction come in your life. Now, some knuckleheads out there going to yield to the devil. You just got to deal with them in love. Hallelujah. Number two, what's the second key to perfecting the love walk? The second key is practicing the love of God. You got to practice it to walk in it, to live in it. That means that you have to take advantage of the opportunities that you have to walk in love. You got to really practice love. So I'm going to obey God, and then I got to practice walking in love on you. Right? Say, I love God. I show God my, my love by my obedience. But that's one aspect of my love. Another aspect is my love for you. See, he gave one commandment. The first one and the greatest one is to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the second one is like this. Thou shalt love who? Your neighbor as yourself, right? And we're going to see what all that means tonight. So, so I got to have a love for God and a love for my fellow man. 
And so I demonstrate my love for God by my obedience to his word, but I also demonstrate my love for God by my love that I display towards you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm going to practice love on you. How many of y'all really going to practice it? Y'all think I'm playing. Everybody say, practice makes perfect. That's what that said right there. Practice in the love walk will make perfect. means complete. Right? I'm not talking about the word perfect that means that there's no error. Perfect means complete. So practicing the love walk will make you complete in it. It will add to you what is missing. By practicing it. So sometimes when somebody rub you the wrong way, you got to recognize your spiritual antennas ought to go off and say, whoa, there's my opportunity right there to practice love. Hallelujah. Y'all just looking at me on that one now. Just looking. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. This is it. For, I'll give you a scripture on it. 1 John 4.12. Listen at this here. 1 John 4.12. No man has at any time yet seen God. This is an amplified version. But if we, listen to this. But if we love one another, God abides, lives, and remains in us, and his love, that love which is essentially his, is brought to completion, to its maturity, runs its full course, is perfected in us. There's the scripture right there. That if I display love towards you, then I'm allowing love to be perfected in me. When I love you, God is perfecting something in me. Glory to God. Glory to God. I never saw that. When I love you, he's fixing something in me. Glory to God. So if you don't walk in love, you don't give God an opportunity to work on you. Glory to God. Father, thank you for the Holy Ghost. He said, if we love one another, he said, it is God's love in us is brought to completion. So one way that I uh, allow God to perfect that love in me, one way that I perfect the love of God in my own life is by practicing love for other people. We're going to get into a little more detail. Let me read you another scripture. 1 John 3, 17. Listen at this right here. 1 John 3, 17. I'm going to read the Amplified. Now, let me just tell you this before I read that scripture here. When we talk about practicing love on other people, we're really talking about serving them. Everybody say serving. serving. See, everybody want to be served. Right? How many of y'all like being served? Yeah, but the love of God is on the other side of that. Is that you have to have a stronger desire to serve others than you do yourself. Now, let's look at some scriptures along those lines talking about serving other people. But if anyone, 1 John 3, 17, but if anyone has this world's goods, resources for sustaining life, and sees his brother and fellow believer in need, yet closes his heart of compassion against him, how can the love of God live and remain in him? So when we're talking about walking in love with one another, we're talking about meeting the needs of other people, serving them by meeting their needs. You see somebody got a need, God didn't bless you with the resource, then out of your heart of compassion, you shouldn't shut down your compassion. You should say, I'm going to help that person. 
The scripture said, don't say to a person, go and come again tomorrow when you have what you need right by you. 1 John 3.18, little children, let us not love merely in theory or in speech, but in deed and in truth. Listen to this, in practice and in sincerity. So here he tells you, in the Amplified, it says, you got to practice love. And you got to do it in sincerity. You have to be sincere with it. Amen? Not serving somebody for what you know you got coming back to you in return from that person. Well, if I help them, they got something I need. If I help them with that, then I think I can talk them into help. I need that right there. Wrong motive. God can't bless that. Y'all see that? Little children, don't love in tongue. That's what, that's what the King James said. Don't love in tongue. Not just, don't love with just your mouth. He said, but in deed and in truth. That means with action. So, one way you perfect the love of God, this is the second way, is by practicing love. Now, let's look at another scripture. Galatians 5.13. Hallelujah. Galatians 5.13 in the Amplified says, for you, brethren, were indeed called to freedom. Only do not let your freedom be an incentive to your flesh and an opportunity or excuse for selfishness. But through love, you should serve one another. How do you serve one another? Through love. Everybody say, through love, I am to serve others. Galatians 5.13 says, by love, you are to serve one another. The very next verse says, to take heed lest you be consumed one of another. For if you bite and devour one another, take heed lest you be consumed one of another. He said, if you don't start walking in love with one another, he said, there's going to be so much strife, backbiting going on, you're going to tear one another up. You'll be tearing one another down instead of building one another up. Love is a builder. Everybody say, love is a builder. See, love is a builder. Strife is a destroyer. Y'all got it? So if I'm going to walk in love, the first thing I got to do is I got to walk in obedience. I got to love the word and obey it. Number two, I got to practice love on my brothers and sisters. Everybody say practice the love of God. Now, look at this one right here, Romans 13. Turn over to Romans 13. Look at what it says in verse 8. It says, keep out of debt and owe no man anything except to love one another. For he who loves his neighbor, listen to this, who practices loving others has fulfilled the law relating to one's fellow man, meeting all its requirements. The commandments, you should not commit adultery, you should not kill, you should not steal, you should not covet, have an evil desire, or, and any other commandment are summed up in a single command, you shall love your neighbor as you do yourself. You see what, it, see what when, when he said love one another, like you love yourself, he's really talking about those other commandments. So God gave really two commandments, one to love him, the next one to love your neighbor as yourself, and then he amplifies the second commandment. Now, that means, because they weren't going to understand that, that means don't commit adultery, don't lie to one another, don't steal, don't cover your neighbor's goods. See, all these have to do, there's five commandments that had to do with human relations, and there were five commandments that were given had to do with your relationship with God. That's how we got 10. Five for a human relationship and five for your relationship with God. Go back and read them. You'll see. Five of them deal with human relations. Five of them deal with your relationship with God. So he explains that. All right. 
Now, he says, practicing loving others. Now, listen at this here. He said, you shall love your neighbor as you do yourself. Listen at this. Love does no wrong to one's neighbor. It never hurts anybody. Therefore, love meets all the requirements and is the fulfilling of the law. So when I start walking in the love of God, then there's a completeness that comes into my life. Glory to God, where there's nothing missing. And when you get to a place where there's nothing missing in your love walk, God is walking in you, and you are walking in him, and you're a very powerful person and a very blessed person on this earth. Boy, the devil hates this. He don't want you to get it. See, that's why the Bible says get rooted and grounded in this. If I'm going to get rooted and grounded in love, I got to get rooted and grounded in obedience. Then I got to get rooted and grounded in practicing loving other people. Sometimes the Lord will put difficult people in your life. Some of y'all think the devil put them there. Boy, that ain't nothing but the devil. That ain't nothing but the devil there. I don't know how I get hooked up with them. Sometimes it is the devil, but you had to discern. Sometimes it's the Lord just putting them there so you can grow. Everybody needs somebody in their life rubbing the long way every now and then. Just so you can work on love. See, when you're around everybody that you really like, you're friends with, you never have a crossword. You know, everything is always smooth sailing. Oh, we get along just fine. Life is good. And then one person step up and take you out of the love walk. Don't even know you. Take you completely out. See, you were never getting rooted and grounded in, in the first place. If you can be taken out like that, you're just going through some motions and some stuff called love. You, you ain't had no adversity, really. Y'all don't like that part, though. I know. But Pastor, we would love to love walk. Just leave the adversity part out. <laughs> See, really, walking in love is going to cost you something. You got to lay your life down when you walk in love. You can't do this in self. Yeah, you know, I had, had an encounter with a guidance counselor. I went in to find out if they changed the schedule. I'm talking to one lady right here. Another lady in the other office I can't even see. I asked the lady, hey, can you print a schedule? I want to see if y'all change the schedule. We don't have time to change no schedules. Hey, I'm talking to this lady here. This is, is she a ventriloquist? Or? He should come out the office. She come out there fast. I said, hi, ma'am, I'm so-and-so. We don't have time to change schedules. We got 1,100 students here need, that we're trying to print schedules out. We don't have time. I say, ma'am, don't, you don't have to print the schedule. Just let me see if the schedule's been changed. We don't have time. Then she started kind of walking me toward the door. So I'm moving back slow. I said, ma'am, I just want to be able to see if you change the schedule. Well, I, we don't have time. That's why the door is locked and closed. And I wanted to say, ma'am, I knocked on the door. They let me in here. I didn't even get that out. The door was closed in my face. Closed the door in my face. While I'm speaking. I'm 47 years old. I am not three. You know, you do that to a child. 
You know, you do the children. Get on out of here. Slam the door behind them. You don't do that to nobody 47 years old. I had somebody with me. They looked at me and said, I can't believe they did that to you. I said, I can't believe it either. <laughs> I said, well, that's all right. It's all right. Boy, my flesh was kicking. But I kept on walking in love. I walked myself right on out of that building before I did something, before I did a bum threat or something up in there. <laughs> Threatening to kill somebody. It rolled off of me, though. It rolled off, rolled right on off of me. I said, that's all right. So I give him a few days to cool off. I said, well, I, I'm going to handle this diplomatic. I'm going to write a letter. I handle it that way. Getting in the flesh with nobody. Make my point. Because I'm thinking about other kids, other parents. Don't need to happen to nobody else like that. So I wrote a letter. I ain't got no results back yet, but that's all right. I handle the thing in love. Hallelujah. See, you had to walk it out. See, somebody, man, I'm just nice as I can be. Mean. Rude. Disrespectful. Won't make me feel like I'm this big. Like I don't have no understanding. But love always wins out. Now, if I'd have put my foot in that door, while she's trying to close it, see we'd have had something. I've been on the page of the Alexandria newspaper. Pastor of the Word Christian Center strikes guidance counselor. <laughs> then wouldn't nobody be here on Sunday talking about that ain't my church. That ain't where I go. See, all y'all would have got out of love with me. Who? Where that pastor at? Over on Lee Street? No, I don't belong there. Didn't we see you over there? Got a bunch of y'all turned into Peter. I, I don't know the man. <laughs> I ain't never been around him. I don't, I don't know him. I used to go that long time ago. <laughs> yeah, child, you know I'm looking. You know I'm looking. <laughs> Glory to God. You got to practice the love. So I had opportunity to practice. And I knew, I said, see, this is August. This is a month of love. I'm going to have some tests and some trials, but I want to pass every one of them. Because when I pass them, something's going to be added to my character. You understand? I'm going to be a bigger person than what I used to be. I'm going to be more and more like Jesus. I'm going to look more and more like him as time goes on. Because I'm rooted and grounded in him. Being rooted and grounded in love is being rooted and grounded in him. See, the Bible says be built up and established in him. When you get established in love, you are establishing yourself in God. Hallelujah. Number three. Number three. Love doesn't hurt his neighbor. The scripture says, owe no man anything but to love him. That means, I looked that word owe up and it means to obligate. He said, don't obligate yourself. The Amplified Bible says, don't go in debt. But he does say this. It says, obligate yourself to love other people. That's the only debt that I owe, is that I owe everybody I meet love. So I'm going to obligate myself to walk in love. 
I'm obligated to do it because I have a command from God. I'm obligated. I'm obligated to love you whether you deserve it or not. Have nothing to do with it. Have nothing to do with it. I'm obligated to show you love because I have a command from my Father that that's the way I'm supposed to live. The third way is this here, that you perfect the love of God is through your personal devotion with the Lord. 1 John 4, 16 and 18. I'm closing with this scripture. 1 John 4, 16 and 18 says this. Listen to this. The Amplified says, And we know, we understand, we recognize, we're conscious of, by observation and by experience, and we believe, adhere to, and put faith in, and rely on the love God cherishes for us. So what he says, we know and believe the love God has for us. We know it, we believe in it, we have faith in it. We rely on this love. So you got to get to a place where you rely on it. Amen. Where you trust in it. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. He says, God is love. And he who dwells and continues in love dwells and continues in God. And God dwells and continues in him. In this, listen to this. In this union and communion with him, love is brought to completion and attains perfection with us that we may have confidence for the day of judgment with assurance and boldness to face him because as he is, so are we in this world. Glory to God. It means I'm just like him. Amen. He said, listen, when you get perfected in love, he said, when judgment day comes, you won't have any fear when you stand before him. Because if you get rooted and grounded in love, you will look and resemble who he is. You look just like him. If you get rooted and grounded in love, when you see him, all you will see is a reflection of yourself. No fear there. I ain't scared of my own reflection. And the reflection that I'll have at that day is a reflection of him. I'll look just like him because as he is, so am I in this world. When I get rooted and grounded in love, it will make me look just like Jesus. And when the day of judgment comes, I'm not going to be scared because I look just like him. And not only that, because I know him. People that don't really know him, don't get established in love, don't really know him. Because the Bible says that, that if, you, if you don't love your brother, you don't know God. Did you know the Bible said that? It said if you don't love your neighbor, if you don't love one another, then you don't know God. You cannot know God, have intimate knowledge of him, without walking in love, getting rooted and grounded in it. You see why the devil been fighting us so long on this love walk? Verse 18 says, There is no fear in love. There's no dread. Dread does not exist. But full grown, listen to this, but full grown, complete, perfect love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror. For fear brings with it the thought of punishment. And so he who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love, is not yet grown into love's complete perfection. If you have fear in your life, that means you got love missing somewhere. You see that? Because perfect love, complete love, drives it out, expels it, kicks it out. Hallelujah. So the third way that God perfects his love in me it's through my personal devotion with him. So I had to spend time in prayer. I had to spend time in the word. 
I had to spend time talking to him. I had to, I have to want to know him. See, Paul said, my one desire, what, is, what was Paul's one desire? He said, that I might what? That I might know him and the power of his resurrection, being made conformable unto his death, even death of the cross. Hallelujah. Praise God. You got to have a desire to know him. Hallelujah. So you got to obey him. You got to spend time with him. And then you got to practice loving other people. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of y'all got it? How many of y'all desire this? How many of you going to let him say, God, go ahead, work that love in me? Because when you start walking in love, he starts bringing completion into your life. He starts adding to you what is missing in your character, in your personality, you know, you, you know in, in what you need to be more like him. Praise God. What's number one? Obedience to the word causes the love of God to be perfected in us. What's number two? Practicing the love of God perfects the love of God in us. And number three, personal devotion with him, getting to know him intimately, spending time with him perfects the love of God in us. Hallelujah. Praise God. What's number one again? Obedience. Obedience. Obedience to the word causes the love of God to be perfected in us. Scripture's right there, plain and clear. Number two. What's number two? You got to practice the love of God on the people that's around you. You say, well, I don't have nobody around me. There's somebody around you that you can practice love. You can look for somebody that you can help, that you can serve. The scriptures say, by love, serve one another. That means look for somebody to encourage. Look for somebody you can meet a need. For. 